Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. In the darkest corners of the internet, a nameless, formless entity has been growing. No one dares question where it was created or what it wants, but those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out weknowpodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, weknowpodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. Dylan. Hey, Matt. So we are, you know, recording a nice. We've we've been pretty honest with the audience. We've yes. we've been just as new Christmas content dropped throughout yes. the months of November and December. We're just plugging away. So yes. in the future, you're hearing this. This is past Matt and past Dylan. Yes. Um, but one of my favorite shows on Netflix, Big Mouth, yeah. dropped a new season. And for the first time ever, they have a Christmas special. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get too far into this, I want to make this promise to our podcast listeners that tonight, for the first time ever, you will hear us describe Santa Claus's dick. All right. I think that that's fair. We definitely mentioned it before, but we've never described it. described it. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Yeah, this was wild. (laughs) So here's the thing. When Netflix drops a new season... It takes like two weeks for most of their like internet pages to update yeah. with descriptions of the episodes. Yeah. So I was trying to find like a detailed breakdown of like all of the different segments because for what is 
less than 30 minutes. Holy they get like shit. 10 segments yeah. into this thing. A lot happened. But what I did find was the official Reddit page for Big Mouth. Okay. And man, they all hate this episode. Really? They think that this is the worst episode of Big Mouth that's ever been produced. I've got feelings. And I I, I partially side with, the, side with them. Partially. I think this is a great... 15 minute episode of Big Mouth. The yes, second I, 15 minutes. See, I don't disagree, but it's stupid fun, right? Like, I think that what I like about this is that it does a really impressive job of trying to play homage to every different type of Christmas special that you can so you have the claymation segment you have the puppets you have the 2d animation you have like the old school animation like they really are trying to do different stuff with the animation and i think that that's cool i agree with you that the second half is way stronger than the first half i enjoy seeing all of my favorite hormone monsters as puppets and if i could purchase those puppets i absolutely would i've seen the first season of big mouth i think i've seen the second season of big mouth i didn't hate it but much like all other television that i start watching i never finish it you i think you texted me and you were like watching this christmas episode we talked about it on the show yeah you said i watched the christmas episode of big mouth and they show santa's dick um, and boy, is it a dick. And and I don't even think we had talked, we had agreed on covering it yet. I think I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I'll watch it. We'll talk about it. So having gone from season one to this is now season five, I think my biggest issue with, honestly, it's just that segment in particular. The first segment kind of leans into it as well, as well as the, the first part with the puppets is like, okay, To me, the shock for shock value isn't funny. So I think what I like about Big Mouth, and and I think that this is what what people don't like about this Christmas episode, is that there is that shock for shock value, but it also is like weirdly wholesome in a way that doesn't make sense for it to be so shocking and gross at the same time. And I'll dive into a a mini spoiler about why I love the ending of the whole season five in a second because season five, I think has the most brilliant ending the show's ever had, but we'll get there later. Uh, we'll get through this episode first in case people want to watch the whole season. So we start they off with the, shut it off, the, but. the two hormone monsters. Yes. Right? You got the two hormone monsters, As puppets, which is amazing. I agree with yeah. you. The two, hormone they're getting monsters. ready for a big Christmas party. And one is already drunk off her ass. Does Maya Rudolph does her voice, right? Yeah, Maya Rudolph. And then Nick Kroll is the voice of Maurice, the hormone. It's always always funny to me because ever since season one, I was like, why didn't Nick Kroll just hire Diedrich Baker if he was... Or Diedrich Bader, if he's just going to do a Diedrich Bader impression. The joke is that everyone thinks it's Will Arnett. Will Arnett, too. (laughs) Yep, Will Arnett as well. So, yes, they're throwing a Christmas party, but they keep going into these mini short stories. And I genuinely don't remember what the first... The story first short is. story is the main little girl. Oh, Jesse, that's Jessie, right. Yes, Jessie. She walks out into the living room, and her dad is decorating the Christmas tree with her with his girlfriend, who's pregnant, and, and she's she, upset because yeah, she's Jewish. Jewish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At one point, they're talking about we're gonna have a, a cheese baby, and and uh, we're just gonna have a great Christmas. And she's like, "Fuck this! I don't want any of this." Mainly hating the fact that like she's gonna have to spend Christmas with 
who the person who's probably going to become her stepmother and it's going to give birth to her brother. And basically the hormone monster tells her the story of the Virgin Mary, um, except it's like the Virgin Jess. And yeah, you take it from here, man. <laughs> the only the only thing I particularly liked about this segment is um, casting Coach Steve as the innkeeper. Yeah. Just because I like... Coach Steve can say anything and I'll at least chuckle a little bit. And yeah. I think that they realized that and stopped writing quality jokes for him. But there's something just about his voice that will always make me laugh. Yeah. But I think he even says, like, I don't know. I don't got no place here, but you can just hang out outside, I guess. <laughs> like, I do like the... Uh, I do like the boys as the three wise men. Yeah. I brought you the new Tom Clancy scroll. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you brought myrrh. I didn't know we were going that big. I yeah. just brought myrrh. You I thought there was a $20 gold. gift. <laughs> <laughs> like, so the second story I'm pretty sure is about the dog featuring Ludacris. Nope, the second story oh. is Santa's dick. Oh, okay. So I had them flopped nope, in my we kick, we kick in my right, brain. We kick right into Santa's penis, which also has an elf orgy. Yeah. So, it, um, basically, what happens is is we go into the North Pole, and right off the bat, the puppets tell us like that's that that was kind of our bit earlier. Is like right off the bat, they say you're gonna see Santa's dick. To which my thought is like, okay, that's gonna be like the closing shot. Yes. Yeah, nope. Second nope, story. Second story. So we go into the North Pole. Like it's like Christmas Eve, and the elves are building these toys, and they can't get something to work. I can't remember what the toy is. But they're like, "Well, let's go ask him." All oh, the doors shut, and the doors. The, the, we're not supposed to go in there when the doors shut. Yeah, but it's Christmas Eve. We're gonna go in, and they open that door, and Santa Claus is just <laughs> railing Mrs. Claus. I mean, giving her the business. I, it is graphic it is it's real graphic. graphic and he and immediately he, freaks out yep he <laughs> freaks out and he turns around and there's santa in all his glory and i will tell you i've never thought about santa claus's penis before but <laughs> at the beginning of this episode when you're told you are going to see santa claus's penis i can't be the only one that sat there and was like what is it like red and green is it like like a candy nope, just cane a regular penis with it some white hair a regular throbbing member guys like it is a <laughs> as as jonah hill described it in super bad it is a veiny bastard like it is just <laughs> it is a dick it, which is really unfortunate yeah so, missed opportunity yeah for sure so the elves basically they react at first in the way that we anyone would react if they walked into their parents having sex and they didn't know what sex was they'd be like what yeah. were they doing yeah. What were they? And all the elves are curious. They're like, "What were they doing?" So the two elves that saw them start dry humping and figure yeah, they're out, trying to explain it. They're like, yeah. "This is what they look like," and, and it's like, "Ooh, this feels yeah, great." They start enjoying it, and this turns into one huge fucking elf orgy. It's basically like the end of that Seth Rogen food movie. A little bit. It's it's yeah. It's definitely more graphic than the blood orgy. Yeah, it's in the definitely more graphic than the blood orgy. <laughs> um, there, all the elves are going at it. Rudolph is masturbating outside the Dude, loving every second of it. Yeah, he's. So, which I will say, like as much as I hated this segment, and we'll talk about why in a minute. Um, I don't think 
I actually need to give a reason why. I think I'm explaining the reason why. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, telling the, uh, you're telling me. You're telling them what um, happened. One of my favorite bits <laughs> is like Santa staring, the stand there horrified, and Rudolph just comes in. And he's like, "Hey, how you doing, big guy?" <laughs> so basically, Christmas Eve becomes like the presents are like gross and and. One of them gets an IOU. Uh, what is it? It's like IOU on an iPhone or something, but the something tag like is that, like yeah. covered in elf jizz. Yeah, it's just it's, like it's, one it's of them gets underwear. Uh, the coach opens it up and it's two elves fucking, but he's like super <laughs> excited about it. He's like, oh, it's what I always wanted. <laughs> My problem with this segment, and the first segment wasn't that strong either. The first segment still had some smart comedic bits to it but it wasn't that strong either and this segment really lost me because it's that shock for shock's sake where i don't think there was any good jokes in it where that's my that's my feelings with woodland critter christmas is like as absurd as that shit is there are some funny ass bits in there. No, there's some great bits in there. I, I think so. What I did here was that this was a Netflix told them they had to do a Christmas episode this okay. year type situation. Okay. So I feel like this was like because it the big fuck I, you to, to Netflix. I know. I think it was just like we don't have any fucking ideas. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, but I also feel like yeah, maybe it was a bit of a fuck you to Netflix because it was just like, well, we're gonna be forced to do a Christmas episode. You need to pay for us making puppets. We're gonna do a claymation segment. Like, yeah. like it probably was very expensive to so, make. This was probably way more expensive than the normal yeah. episode of Big Mouth. I will say that when this segment ended, I think I even texted you. And I was yeah, like, you were like, because, I'm not liking this. Yeah, I'm yeah. hating this. This is so bad because we've talked about Christmas specials before. We've talked about horror Christmas before. And during this time of year, I want my Christmas stuff to have heart. Like I yep. want, I want a feel good Christmas experience. Even in my horror, I don't, I want it goofy. I don't want it dark. Even the raunchiest of Christmas movies, like like if you're having like Harold and Kumar or the night before, even these, there's an there's, element of heart exactly. in that. Exactly, and there was nothing in this segment. But exactly, and that's but. why, like this episode. I mean, if if I could just take out the first two segments, I absolutely adore kind of the rest of this. <laughs> Yeah, so we get into the featuring Ludacris story. Oh, it's which, so good. It's just is, John Wick. <laughs> it's, no, it's it's John Wick, but I think what it also is is a future episode pick. Yeah. The movie Peppermint. Did you ever see no, Peppermint? No. So Peppermint is basically John Wick, but it's starring Jennifer Gardner. Okay. <laughs> and it takes place at Christmas. Okay. And it's that her whole family is gunned down. And she spends like five years training to be a killer and comes back and oh, gets shit. vengeance on all the people that killed her family. It's the dumbest movie, but really? I love it. I, I mean, I don't think this was directly a parody of Peppermint because I don't think anyone but me saw Peppermint. <laughs> but I think that it's definitely like, I think it's also playing an homage to just how there is this whole like dumb action movie yeah. version of Christmas films now. Like in in the shadow of Die Hard, we get like there's even that one I wouldn't say it was a Christmas movie, but it's wintry. What's that one that, that Liam Neeson is in where it's like Oh the Gray? No, not the Gray. It's like he's a plow driver and like they kill his son 
They get his son hooked on drugs. Know. So he starts killing all the drug dealers with his plow. Like, oh, Jesus. No, I have no idea. Man, oh, man. I can't remember what the hell was. I want to say it was like Cold Harvest or something like Damn. that. Like it was some like but yeah, they, movie. Uh, they even based like like the bad guy is based off of the bad guy from John Wick. Like it looks. So, yeah, and I've never like seen it. John Wick. Oh, That's really? my problem. Really? I know, no, no. I, like the they're wearing the exact same suits. It's just the opposite. So in John Wick. The bad Russians killed John Wick's killed dog. The dog. So yeah, and he he's comes, like, I'm yeah. fucking back. Where, yeah. flip it. That's 100% what this was. But no, I agree. It's definitely like a take on the weird Christmas snow action movie as well. <laughs> but, oh, it's so And it's so good. violent. It's, it's so, so satisfyingly violent. It's violent. so good. It's so good. <laughs> Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into One Hit Wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Krayshawn's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pass to Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. In the darkest corners of the internet, a nameless, formless entity has been growing. No one dares question where it was created or what it wants, but those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Horror Movie Night! Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. Is next is next Lola? No, I think Andrew comes before Lola. Yes, and that's oh my God, so, so, so here's good. the thing: the Andrew skit is when I texted you and was like, "We may have to do the big yeah Mac Christmas yeah. episode." So they do the story of oh, that's first a, of all, that's the, really unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, the name of this episode, this segment, we have to talk about because the joke about John Mulaney's character is that he is a chronic masturbator. Yes. So the name of the episode is the Little Cummer Boy, yep. which is so good. Fucking top-notch pun. So but good. yeah, it's it's him getting upset that that it sucks being, you know, as South Park has already told us, it's a lonely to, Jew on Christmas. It's hard to be a Jew on Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah. they go into that whole storyline and he wishes that he could be a Christian and have a good Christmas. Yeah. And he wakes up and like it's so it's so stereotypically offensive which is, is what's so great is like his dad is less angry now because he's a christian yeah. and like everything is great and he loves everything about it until he realizes that now masturbating is a really big no-no when it used to not be and it always was my friend it's God. so funny though it's so goofy just like how different his holiday experience is it and is. it's so absurd like i love it i love it so much so so then we go to Snow Mom. Snow yeah. Mom. Snow Mom. <laughs> Snow Snow Mom. Oh dude, yeah. I do love Lola. Um <laughs> I love Lola. I love that her mom's like following around Hoobastank. <laughs> it's the perfect band for her mom to be following yeah. on tour. But Lola's alone on Christmas, so she makes a snow mom. She does. And I love that she gives it like a Hoobastank. 
Hoover's <laughs> tank tank top and everything. <laughs> but it this basically is, turns this, into the Frosty Snowman. Yep, this like, is our claymation. And it looks great. Again, similarly to how the puppets look great, the claymation in this looks yeah, fantastic. It does. It looks really great. And then eventually what? Who what's the guy that comes and, and stays with her oh her her dad her mom's parole officer yeah. who's been popping up throughout the series i and she's love like, the line where she's like you're a very tertiary character what do you want <laughs> <laughs> it's been slowly building to it but this season is like the most meta season yeah. of big mouth like it is insane how much they've referenced little like I, there's an episode literally where lola the episode starts with Lola looking at the Netflix description and being like, oh, man, I, my story made it to the description this episode. That's pretty dope. Then we get the into the story. Is my is this the, favorite. This is the Eastern European like Krampus this, parody. This right? is Vader Johan. This is <laughs> my favorite fucking bit in this entire thing. It is so fucking insane and ass backwards. And just the voices of that they're doing for these two like identical twins, just telling the stories so, so calmly. I love, I've always loved Nick Kroll's German impression. He does it in Community, the the in in the episode that he guests on. But our three main characters are talking about how amazing Christmas is. They can't wait for it to get here. And then the two twins come around the corner and they're talking about their traditions. Yeah, like, oh, our Christmas is terrifying. <laughs> our Christmas is horrifying. And they <laughs> they describe this Krampus-like monster, Vader Johan, that they have to put eggs out for, like painted eggs, like Easter eggs. They have to put eggs out for. And <laughs> when <laughs> the original story is that Vader Johan showed up it wasn't a muskrat. But they had a dance-off, basically. He had a dance-off with this random animal. It was a mongoose. It was a mongoose in a Christmas hat, and they have a dance-off. And what proceeds to happen is 15 seconds of the, like, most intense thumping techno. These two cartoon characters are fucking raging. And it's amazing. It's like... And it is like German techno. It is like if you took Rammstein and took the vocals out. Like that's yeah, it's, what's happening. It's like intense. it's so good. And, and then they like that the the mongoose is danced into cream. Uh, the, the mongoose turns into cream, and basically the the tradition is that every Christmas you have to eat the cream. You have to eat the cream, but you also, if you hear the story, you, you have, have to, to tell, tell the story. Somebody else, and then it, the 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 bit ends with the with a fucking sting. It's like it, yeah. with the they're like the the fourth wall breaking. Have you told your the story of Johan? <laughs> and then like their faces turn all fucking creepy, and Father Johan's behind them. And what's the the best part about this is like every other bit kind of lives and dies in those segments but we get a, a vader johan follow-up at the end yeah. when we when we go back to the wraparound so i, I yeah the puppet he we get a puppet version of him and there's a dance-off between him and rick <laughs> i i don't think so good i don't <laughs> think i'm going to add like we're not even done yet but i'm, I'm gonna be completely honest i'm not gonna add this to a yearly watch but I do think that I will be purposefully watching the Vader Johan segment. I don't know if it'll be a yearly watch, but I will definitely 
probably go and like just fast forward and hit two or three of the shorts because <laughs> oh, like fun. they're all so digestible. They're like two, they three minutes long, they are. which is like what's great. I feel like, but here's the problem. I also feel like we were talking about how like the first two skits yeah. really slow it down. But I know that there has to be more after the Vader Johan. But all I remember is that like everything kind of comes together so, in a skit. Vader Johan. After Vader Johan, we get fucking Dick Santa back, who I forgot is also masturbating outside of Coach's window when he gets the two elves. But we get that Santa back, and basically he's doing he, he's delivering gifts. And he hears one of the kids say, Santa doesn't exist. And he oh, goes, that's right. I don't <laughs> exist. And his fucking reindeer disappear. And he goes crashing down. So this entire segment is Santa having an existential crisis that he doesn't exist. Basically, he looks like a homeless man off in the corner. He's just drinking a beer. And uh, Jason Manzukis's character, I can't remember his name. I think his name is Jay. I think most of them are named after their actors. Yeah. So he comes around the corner and sees him drinking. And he's just like, hey, Santa, how come I never get what I want for Christmas? And Santa just says, I'm just a fat guy in a suit. Basically, Jay walks away and Santa sees Ludacris, <laughs> the dog <laughs> from the earlier segment, fighting these Russian guys. And one of the Russian guys pulls out a pistol and goes to shoot Luda Christmas. So Santa jumps in front of the bullet. They kill the Russian guys. And basically he takes Ludacris to Jay's house to live. And Jay names him featuring Ludacris. Jay which names is... him featuring Ludacris with no parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I think that's the last segment. That's right? the last like segment. They kind of, then yeah, we go that's back the last one. to the... Uh, wrap around with the puppets but what we've missed already is that is it rick rick's the old rick's one the he old was supposed puppet. to be santa and he, <laughs> he goes, uh basically the main hormone monster goes what's that sound oh shit i forgot rick is supposed to come down the chimney dressed in lingerie and do a strip tease as santa and rick comes tumbling down the chimney which is lit and he fucking <laughs> hits the thing and just at the end of that segment, he's they think he's dead. <laughs> All right, this line did get me. He's like, "All right, now we have to do we have to do our tradition. Whenever a hormone monster dies, we have to decapitate his head and skull fuck it." <laughs> and Rick looks up and goes, mm, "Skull fuck me." <laughs> goes, Rick? Rick, you're not dead. He's like. No, baby, I can't die. That's my curse. So do you, I think this was introduced in the first season. He was, he's, but, he's coaches hormone monster, but he also becomes like Nick's, the, the main character kids hormone monster so, as well. So yeah, the bit was that he's been coaches because the hormone monster doesn't go away until the kid loses their virginity yeah. and Steve was still a virgin. But the first time you meet him is one of the best jokes in the whole fucking show because coach Steve like acknowledges that they have hormone monsters yeah. and they're like, wait, you see them? And he goes, yeah, mine's right over there. And he just goes, you're the man. Steve. <laughs> I do remember that. Cause he looks like Steve. Like <laughs> so what, yeah, what he, ends up he dances it off. Yep. He, he comes and he, saves everybody yeah, supposedly in a dance off. And they start hearing more noises. Uh, they're all upset because nobody showed up to the party. 
And uh, they start hearing these creepy noises. And our two main hormone monsters are asking each other if they put eggs out. And uh, <laughs> nope, they didn't eat the cream either. And in walks Vader Johan. And, and I think Rick goes like, all right, baby, this is what I've been waiting for. I'm going to dance my ass off. And we get the credits. The credits hit. And over the credits, you just get some hard bass pounding techno music as Rick and Vader Johan have a cartoon dance off. The second half of this is so much fun. It's the second so half of this fun. is so much fun. It is a show that shockingly has a lot of heart despite all of the like really gross out. And that, humor. that was my biggest issue when I texted you after watching the first bit. So that's why I felt I really felt the need to rewatch it today, because when I watched it the first time, like I completely I basically tuned out after the second bit and I was watching it more in the background. So I was like, I need to really give this another chance. I was worried because I'm like, we're now at season five. Is this all this show is? Because it didn't used to be. It was raunchy as hell and it was about hitting puberty, but it was about like everything we thought about when we were 13, which is fucking gross. Like, I mean, it it was always gross, but you understood it where like the set, the first bit and not so much the first bit, but the second bit was just, I'm like, this is not. Yeah. It's not fun. It's kind of gross for gross sake, but it. It does. It it definitely finds its footing later on. Yeah. You can tell, knowing now that they were kind of their hand was forced because yeah. it is filler in an episode that otherwise every episode is building into yeah. the next episode. Yeah, you can feel their hand being forced in this situation. The first season sneaks up on you, and I tell yeah. people this all the time that Big Mouth is one of those shows, especially with the first season, where you've got to really push yourself through the first like two or three episodes. Yeah, I agree. Because when you start watching, it's the same thing with BoJack Horseman. When you first start watching those shows, they just feel like they were rejected Adult Swim shows. Yeah. And then the the heart and sincerity of what they actually are starts to shine through. Now, BoJack, the consistency of how dark and devastating that show continues to be until the bitter end is amazing. And BoJack ends perfectly, but like... I think they could have kept doing BoJack and they chose to step away. And I'm getting worried that Big Mouth is going to go the route of like a Bob's Burgers or any of these other shows where they just keep renewing it until it's 13 seasons deep. And it doesn't feel like there'll ever be a. I had to take a step away from BoJack because it was depressing me. Not because It it was bad, but it was just depressing me. When I saw Toy Story 3. Yeah. The most powerful thing about Toy Story 3 is that there is a moment near the end where you literally don't know if they're going to kill these toys or not. Like Pixar's storytelling is so good and so real that you're like, they're going out together. Like that's how it's going to end. Cause they were like, this is the last toy story movie. That would have been though. It would have been (laughs) fucking crazy. But but in a similar story three. Holy (laughs) shit. (laughs) But like, but same thing with like Bojack Horseman. You're watching the final season. You're like, is he going to die? Yeah. Like, like they have built this character where it's like, I don't want him to die, but it feels like that's the most narrative way for this character to yeah. go. Merry Christmas, Dylan. Merry Christmas, Matt. Whoa. Oh, whoa.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Krayshawn's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. In the darkest corners of the internet, a nameless, formless entity has been growing. No one dares question where it was created or what it wants, but those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.